0: You're listening to the ON60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the ON60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now, here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. Welcome inside the ON60 Podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward, and we are fired up today. Fired up today. There's a lot of stuff that we have to yell about and talk about. I just got to add one thing. I forgot to say this off Uh, the record. We broke our record last week. Broke he, our record. Paul, well, record. He's right. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, shout out the Ga- Gavin. Brown. Well, I mean, just on SoundCloud, we don't, I don't know the. Other I don't ones. really understand the stats on everything else. So yeah, and I mean, I don't think. I feel like SoundCloud is one of our lowest like platforms people listen to. I it think on. so. Yeah. So, but at last, it's a big accomplishment. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we'll celebrate yeah. it. No, we broke our SoundCloud right. record. And Let's I gotta stop saying. Wings, goal, song, it's a goal horn. I know. It's not the song. That I'm waiting for me. someone to tweet at us and know, say, you're keep... not playing their song, you're, you're playing, playing the horn. horn. That keep... That's bugging me, and that's myself. <laughs> like, be better, Colin. Don't suck. Don't suck. <laughs> Drivers don't suck on the way in. Yeah. And be people there. walking don't suck when a car's coming. Yeah. There and everyone on Twitter, stop being Don Cherry. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm wound up. Like, I mean... And anyone who writes articles, spell names right. That's what we're going to talk about in this first segment. Er, All of this stuff er, that we just said. er. Yeah, I know, eh? Uh, Anyways, um, so yeah, first off, the traffic report. And Colin will go first, because the first thing, when we both got out of our cars, was Colin Colin saying his rating for the traffic report. I think I said a five. Oh, you said four. Four. (laughs) How do you forget? i got to remember the (laughs) negative. So... The first 20 minutes was perfect, so it went up to a 9. Then, in an 80, I got passed by, I think it was a Fusion. Ford, Ford Fusion? Ford Fusion. Ooh. I mean, better than I a Corolla, mean, but still. Yeah, Ooh. but the, the person was going at least one thirty. Like, they flew by me, and I, like, yeah. I blinked, they're gone. Best part was, the best two parts about this, <laughs> I pull up. I pull up behind them at the stop sign around you the corner. You caught up to him? Well, and yeah, because there was traffic, right? And he oh. was at the stop sign for so long. And then <laughs> he turns, he turns, he tries to make a bolt. He tries to bolt for it, right? To keep, he saw it like he saw like I keep kept up to him. Yeah. So then at the light down the road, like a minute later, I passed him and I turned it. <laughs> like when the light turned, I was already out of sight. I just went by him with like the windshield wipers, just Reese, you know this. I gotta move. Yeah. If a driver is out of line and passes me or does something crazy, I don't care if they pass me. I yeah, whatever. Don't but if someone's doing something crazy, I just flip the windshield wipers or the hazards quickly, yeah. let them know I'm here. Yep. you be a rat. <laughs> and so then, like, I just went by him and just waved and said, hey, you got a place to be? <laughs> I mean, slow down, bud. Like, it's not So that's Daytona. what brought it down to a four? It's not Daytona. And then we get to the city. Oh. Yeah, part two. <laughs> part two of <in> the story. <laughs> Slow story time. So we get into the store, into the city. This guy, I'm going on the highway and I don't like this on the 403. This guy comes out and like cuts right in front of me because I'm going to turn on to like the nearest lane, right? Yeah. And the guy in the far lane, so it's a two lane, like the 403 here is the two lane street, like road. Yeah. yeah. So the guy who's in the far lane, I thought he's going to let me in, right? Yeah. So I was emerging on. He cuts in front of me. I'm like, Hello? Like, do you not look your mirror? Check your blind spot before you drive? <laughs> Literally, like, the biggest thing a driver instructor uh, looks for is checking your blind spot. It's yep. the biggest thing to do. Yep. If you don't, that's what happens. You fail. Yeah, so I kind of, like, stopped, and you're not supposed to stop, but what else am I going to do? Yeah. And then, like, went out behind him and said, like, kind of put my arm up and said, what are you doing? Same <laughs> <Right> thing, and <laughs> yeah, that was it. We need the Sean Avery... Uh, Instagram thing. When we need to start lanes. getting dash cams to post these videos in the, on Instagram. In the bike lanes. In the bike lanes. Yeah. Avery. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, you pigeon? <laughs> <laughs> Be better. Don't suck. That's all we got to say. Yeah. Be better. Don't suck. Like, come on. And this phase two thing's really bugging me too. It's bugging me, but yeah. we'll get to that later. Get to your... Uh, um, it's, <laughs> it's a rant. Day well, tonight. I'm going to do my traffic report first. Uh, Mine was around a six... Like, it wasn't bad. There was just one car when I got onto the Link. So, I'm, like, the Link's 90. So, I'm going along to, like, 100, 102, whatever. And so, this white Mini Cooper, and by the way, I think the Mini Cooper is one of the ugliest cars ever. Uh-oh. I really do. Right Uh-oh. behind the Uh-oh. Nissan Cube. Why There's would anyone that mini- buy that? There's someone here that had a Mini Cooper. Who? Isn't there? I don't know. There might be. Oh. Anyways. The Nissan Cube, ugliest car I've ever seen. Just like a Nissan truck. Yeah, Why would you buy a truck too, from th- Nissan? That happened up here too on the link when I was cutting off. This uh, blue little vehicle cut me off there too. Brutal. That was the other one. I forgot about it. Too many to count. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, no, no, it's all good. Uh, so this guy slows down right to 90. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't like, like that figure. either. it out. That's the worst part and of driving in the city. When they just slow right down yeah. in front of you. Then there's nothing. Just to look at the other lane. Yep. On the other side. Like, oh, look. We got something yep. going on. And we just stop. hmm Yeah, so Taking I'm... Taking the kids to the so beach. We're right having be- a good time. I'm right behind him. And... Uh you know, I'm like riding the lines, like both lines, like, oh, like trying to see if there's anyone in front of them. There wasn't a soul in front of them, yes. so, yeah, yeah, I'm like going day. back and Beautiful forth Saturday. like what like what are you doing and this is gonna be a twitter poll on uh, on our Twitter at the own sixty podcast this week guy behind me has um, to go. Um, what what is your way of letting the slow driver in front of you know to get the heck out of the you way, You kinda swerve, you kinda swerve to go to pass, I'm yeah, mean. yeah, that's what I like no, well, there's a couple of options there's an illegal way. Well, yeah, drive on the shoulder. <laughs> no, you drive right up behind him, make him go faster. So it's like, I call it the T formation. So No, 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 isn't the, that the shake and bake? Yeah, yeah, the slingshot. Yeah. Slingshot engaged. A little shake and bake. <laughs> yeah, you go up behind him, and then it's like, you push him to go faster, yeah. and he just, boom. And there he goes. Like the video again. Well, this guy did speed up eventually, which kind of saved my rating, but still. Yeah, like, I always say that. I honestly always say that. Uh oh, low ranking today. Lower ranking I know, today. I know, but yeah. Like, what do you do to let the guy in front of you is driving slow get out of the way? Do you a well? I guess not a, but. Um, well, tractors in my area they just pull. Ooh, off. Ooh. They pull off to the. Oh, really? Area. Yeah, they're smart. No, oh, I just speed around them. Yeah, that's what I do when I'm on country roads. But um, country do you roads. do you ride the line to see if anyone's fr- in front of them? Like, you do, you you horn, do you honk your horn, or do you, or do you blink your lights, <laughs> right flash your lights, which is only really effective or, at or, night? Or but or anyways, or the, that'll be up on our Twitter. Or the windshield wipers, the Collins oh, the technique. The call, yeah, Collins <laughs> method. We'll do that. That'll be option number four. So <laughs> Collins method. We won't yeah. say anything. we will just have the GIF of the windshield wipers. I think there's a GIF. I or think not so. a GIF of emoji. That's called emoji. Whoa, <laughs> that's called. Here, I look at them now i uh, not a big social media guy. I'm just a Twitter guy because Twitter's my favorite. Yeah. So that'll be up on our Twitter at the Owen60 podcast. So that is rant number one, our uh, our traffic report as we look for the windshield wiper emoji. No! There's it's no one on here. Oh, geez. Put Come up on. Apple, let's go. Apple, be better. Man. Don't suck. All right. Rant number two. What were we going with two again? <laughs> <laughs> i forget was it me spelling wrong on tweets. yeah if you're gonna act like you, wait wait if you're gonna wrong act where? on like well not tweets but any blot like oh, okay. if you're gonna act like don cherry on yeah. like social media yeah that's rant at, number two don least, cherry yeah at least spell right don cherry <laughs> yeah awesome. so so today before we started the show because i'm so interested in baseball getting started um, I don't think it will. No, I probably won't because Manfred Miami sh- Manfred is shouldn't a have made crap that, show right now. Yeah, but. Manfred shouldn't have made the statement, oh, there's a 100% chance we're going to play, and then the next day it's canceled. Loser. Yeah, well, he called the World Series trophy pretty much a piece of garbage, so yeah, that's how, well, that pretty much sums up how much he's done for this league. You got um, three teams that cheated, one got suspended. Very Weird. true. Yeah, I know, Boston. Oh, this uh advisor to the other advisor to the head scout. Brother, brother sister. Yeah, his brother. <laughs> like his brother <laughs> from his uncle. It's the only his guy who kid. got fired. Well, yeah. not fired. He got suspended for a year, but yeah. they could what find a Yankees? replacement for like Yankees 50 grand. Got something to I love how we're just Well, doing that investigation. Yeah, I know. But well, this has to deal with base. So yeah, I was reading this article, and uh this person who was writing it, I'm not gonna say who it was. Was do- This This was back in April or May or something like that. <laughs> so he was doing the MLB power rankings. For some reason, he was doing it worst to first. I don't know why. Usually power rankings are best to worst, but anyways. So 30 at Baltimore Orioles. That's obvious. That goes without saying. Then at 29, he had the Detroit Tigers, which as a Tiger fan, they're crap. They are so bad. Yeah, it's almost not- as embarrassing as the Red Wings, Lions, and Pistons all combined. But they're that bad. Oh, they're terrible. They are so bad until Torkelson, Mize, Manning, uh, Fiedel, um Man, them and the Jays uh, that, that lefty, lefty they, they had them, right? that I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> no,
1: um, that
0: lefty, left-handed, whatever. Yeah, t- I think it's Tarek Subel, but I'm not a thousand percent sure on that pronunciation. Um, but yeah, so well, on Daz Cameron, that guy's going to be good. The guy they got for Justin Verlander, so he's yeah. going to be pretty. Yeah, decent. they're not going to get a scrub for JMU. yeah. yeah. I've seen them yeah, make no, trades before, so not. yeah. Um, is deals rough. Well, I mean, when you have an organization that trades away Doug Fister, a guy who won twenty games one season for uh, for a third baseman that played for the Tigers for half a season, wow, you guys really, you
1: tough guys go. really won that trade. Yeah, but anyways,
0: go. so this article they write in the Detroit Tigers. First off, the first sentence he writes is, "The Tigers were by far the worst team in the major leagues last year with a two nine two win percentage." Wow. Yeah, Captain obvious. Stayed out the the obvious there. Captain obvious can't be. That's what I'm Exactly. Now. Let's go. Uh um, Rings horn. <laughs> be better Colin. So Don't then suck. then he goes on to say like who also like the Tigers have. So he's saying Nico Goodrum and um Jonathan Scope are due for huge years, which yeah. they are. I think they have a, enough skill to uh to have a decent season and make the Tigers not the worst in the league. Yeah. And then this is where this is where the fun part happens. Yeah. He uh he goes, and uh, that guy that uh, used to be good, I'm sure, uh, and puts in brackets, I'm sure people have forgotten who he is, and it's like, well, no, he's won a triple no. crown. I mean, like, he's what's still, wrong with he's you? still Detroit's biggest guy. Like, let's say, if you're going to go watch the Tigers play, let's say if you're going to watch the Tigers play the White Sox. the yep. per, Like, White Sox have a couple guys, but, I mean, the Tigers guy is Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. Hall of Famer, first ballot. Yeah, for sure. So, and then, so... And then he gets to naming Cabrera, and he goes, Miguel Cabrera. Two R's. Use two R's to spell Cabrera. Not good guy. How like, do you, you forget to, to, to spell Taddy. the name of the best hitter in baseball from the year 2009 yeah. to 2014? Yeah, How do tough. you forget to spell his name? That is embarrassing. At least look it up. How bad that is. Yeah, that's tough. I mean... Do some research. <laughs> And this isn't calling out any like no, writers saying... or any like I love reading articles that you know are written by established uh, journalists like yeah, by guys way, who are trying to make to to um, it as well. McCown's podcast? No, I forgot. Oh, that's a <laughs> good. My you got to check that out. Yeah, you gotta check yeah. that out. Um, like I have no problem doing that. Hockey, baseball, no soccer. Um, <laughs> 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 um, you know articles on the wings, tigers, um, Raptors, whatever. I'm I'm down to read all of those probably. Right now, Mike Trout. If you spell Mike Trout's name wrong, you should be at McDonald's serving burgers. (laughs) If you cover baseball and spell Mike Trout's name wrong, you should be working at McDonald's serving burgers. (laughs) That would be the ultimate embarrassment of baseball (laughs) writing. (laughs) That should be on your Twitter. You're laughing so hard, but I'm, I, I'm cry- dead I'm serious almost, right now. I'm like, crying. He should be at McDonald's Puppet Burgers. Same in hockey. If you spell Wayne Gretzky or Sidney Crosby's name wrong, you need to switch industries right now. I drove past a Taco Bell in Brantford. They're hiring. <laughs> Hit them up. The home of Wayne Gretzky. Man, isn't it like, by the Gretzky Center? Same with LeBron James or... It. You know, Michael Jordan, if you spell their name wrong. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Really fired up? <laughs> yeah, I'm crying. Taught in here? I'm crying laughing right now because, oh my. You should be flipping Burgers, Taco Bell's hiring. That's the best chair for the year. Like, that's the best chair for the year. That, that's the end of my rant. So, all right. Uh, 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 <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. Uh, Dave Branch's Sorry. comments. Yeah, let's get to, get uh, to the, Dave get Branch to the demo, Get to our show, OHL <laughs> I know, right? We've gone <laughs> 14, 15 minutes without talking OHL, just ranting. But That's anyways. Uh, yeah, so Dave Branch's uh, expectations. Yeah, you can just read the whole quote just give to give people an idea if they haven't seen yeah. it yet. The OHL is looking forward to the upcoming hockey season. We plan to drop the puck in the fall and will follow the lead of the government and public health agencies on when it is safe to get back on the ice. Our players and coaches are getting ready to play and our teams are working on their plans to provide the great experience our fans and the community have to expect from OHL hockey. First off, it's like the ball diamond thing. The cities own a lot of the arenas. Ball diamonds, remember like after like 11 o'clock they shut the lights off?
1: Except stuff. in Brantford. Yeah. That's Simcoe actually one too. good thing the city Simcoe does. Too.
0: Simcoe too. We're smart. Oh, really? Country. Hey, there we go. Brantford's not country, but the city no. can't groom Simcoe. a diamond to save their life. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's a question, right? Like, does the city allow them to come back? Like, I feel like, yeah, uh, like in the like in the states, Saginaw, Erie, uh, Flint, yep. I and mean, maybe even Sioux, because a lot of teams travel through the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we well, have Windsor, Sarnia, yeah. maybe London. I'm not sure if they travel through Michigan as yeah, well. I think they do. Yeah, yeah. they go. Because they, they always go to that trip. They always go to Flint, Saginaw, yeah. and then to Sioux. They okay. always do a 3-3 three and three in that Sunday afternoon game. Right. At 2 o'clock, it's always at Sioux, and it's always a fight. It's always a tough one. <laughs> it's twice a year. Any Knights fan knows what I'm talking about. It is crazy. This year, was, I think they played in Flint the Saturday night. And I think it went to overtime. That was when Luke Evangelista scored that incredible goal, the toe drag. Yep. Uh, so that, I think that next night, that night it was like a bad, like, freeze, like freezing rain and snow. It was a bad night. And I think the Knights got into Sioux at, like, 4 in the morning. And they had to play at 2 oh, on Sunday, like that day. Man. Like, that's why I always dislike those Sunday 2 o'clock games in Sioux. I mean, you got to get back early so you can't play at 4. Get schools the next day, but that is so tough. Two o'clock after that, yeah. like that's where you wish you could extend the thing. I mean, and also another thing about starting in the fall, you see that in like Major League Baseball trainers having the COVID 19. Yeah, let's say let's say if an equipment manager or a trainer in our league gets COVID 19, they they have the most contact with the players. Like, yep. they're the ones that have cramps, massaging the cramps out, stretching the players out. Yep. The equipment managers getting their gloves, right? I know they wear a mask and they wear the gloves already, but it's still like. Yeah, but still, that's trainer. still multiple people. Yeah, and I think right? that's Because each a big team way to has spread. more than just be... an equipment manager. Like, they have locker room attendance, yeah. Like, yeah. assistant equipment. Like, you know, like, there's a lot. There's like four to five I people think, at I, home games, yeah, anyways. And I think the people running. Like the decision to come back for the fall, need to realize that there's more than just the players, and like you have the locker room attendants who are carrying your gear, yep. washing your gear, like they're touching your gear almost the same amount as you are. You're just wearing it. Yeah, they do all for the cleaning what? for a couple hours, three hours for a game and practice, hour co- and a half for yeah. practice. Like so, literally, they're doing more handling with your gear than you probably are. Mm-hmm. Other than on the road, like you have the yeah on bags. the road. I think there's, there's still one or two. I think the Ice Dogs traveled with just with uh, Nick Hornby. He was the only one that came with us on road trips. But but there's but there is two situations where can you go back because if a trainer has has had COVID, not there's not guarantee there is, but if a trainer, equipment manager, or room attendant, dressing room attendant has a symptom, what happens then? Because I think that's the thing that no one's really talking about. They're talking about the players, the players' uh, handshakes, signing autographs. Yeah. That the equipment That'll staff be and stuff. Yeah. There's going to be no communications with the fans. Like yeah, like those areas where maybe warmups would be your best chance to get a puck. Maybe that's a new thing. Maybe yeah. teams. Well, yeah. Because be they're idea not really touching the pucks. Yeah. Because so. some teams have logos on their p- warmup pucks. Yeah. Why don't it be a cool idea? Is if a couple guys wrote with white marker, like signed it. Signed it, and then the Ups you can get pucks away. Yeah, I think like you see it all the time in the NHL—they're throwing out pucks. Even the even our league, you're seeing pucks yeah. getting thrown out to the fans. I think that is a good way to do it: to sign a couple of pucks, throw it. Hey, here you go. Here's an autographed puck. Yeah, but if they start in the fall, will they have fans? No, you have to start with. Well, in the, if too, you're in this league, stuff. I think you still have to start with fans, which is where well, Calgary yeah, in Western the fall Hockey is. League. An impossibility, you'll be able to start with fans. Yeah, the Western Hockey League says they need to start with fans. They yeah. will not start till fans are allowed in the arena. And I think the OHL and the Quebec League should follow that. Yeah. Just because it's so many teams depend on that fan generated mm-hmm. revenue. When like I the think- American Hockey League's fan generated. But yeah. like, I have a story too. London, so Budweiser Gardens, oh, I gotta remember the road. They opened up a Shoeless Joe's. Across the road, yeah. Okay, I think, and I think it opened in like October, September, October the last year. Yeah. Okay. So at the start of the hockey season, it closed down by January, January like or February. It closed it down, ran out of business. Yeah. Wow. And that's during hockey season because I think there's no foot traffic on that side other than vent game days. I don't think there's. I don't think it's busy there because yeah, but the season, like they canceled the season in what end of February, beginning March. of March, March. How did they go out of business in January? Because it just it was too relied on like that's just, just bad games. management. Yeah. But like McDonald's is hiring or Taco Bell's hiring. Bramford. <laughs> <average>. King George <laughs> Road. It's it on. I, nah, I don't even know where the Taco Bell is. New Colt. <laughs> uh, new one on Colburn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like but, I mean that and my theory is like you could do hub cities. As part of junior hockey. London would be perfect. It would work out way better in the West, so they wouldn't be traveling Mm -hmm. from Manitoba to BC. That would work a lot better. You have one city in um, Regina, and then you have another city in, I don't know, Calgary, Edmonton. Those are both NHL... Um, cities, yeah. But Vancouver. what happens if the NHL? Because the NHL there, there's big talks about Edmonton being a host. Yeah, well, city. this is if they don't have. Like this is if the NHL isn't in Canada. Yeah. Like if it is, obviously you can't go there. So you pick another and area. Honestly though, but honestly though, if you are the mayor of London, let's say, okay, do you want eight teams coming to? Eight to ten teams coming to your city. Well, it'd be like ten. That. I'm thinking you do West one conference each. Yeah, you go. Because unless think any places two like in, cities Windsor that have wouldn't two be bad, wind, who, w- that have two rinks. Yeah, for it. Windsor wouldn't be bad because their suite level and like their press box is actually up top. Yeah, right where you could have. Room, yeah, London would be perfect because you have on the one end this bar stool seats, yep, you have the wheelchair section on the other side mm-hmm. where you could go, and then you have random sections, it's all the way around, yeah. You could just have this media group is there, this is there, yeah. You're 20 seats apart, here mm-hmm. you go, boom, one at e- two in each section, one yep. at each end. Well, and 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 then with, with this, the hub city, you can't put hub cities in Windsor and Ottawa, you can't Hamilton. do that because you have to play. Uh, you have to play teams in the other conference. It's just you ha- you can't just play the same nine yeah. teams for yeah. the beginning of the season. Like you can't oh. unless you're playing like f- nine teams in the e- say you're Niagara or whatever you're playing the first nine other teams in the East for the first half and the nine other teams in the you West. You that's get dumb. Ice atten- You can't do that. There's you need no to have way get to ice that. too. You yeah, need to have get ice attendance as well because your ice is going to get killed. Oh yeah, it's and that's get what get the killed. problem with Vegas is. Is like why well, the heck so would you go to Vegas? There. Yeah, it's too hot. I think if I, like. Those night games, it's going to be terrible, in my opinion. Like, it's obviously warm in the summer, but Vegas is worse than, say, Columbus or Pittsburgh. The Mem Cup last year, you hear that all the time. Oh, it's hot. Like, the ice is a little soft. Yeah, but there's still only two games, so that's not as bad. Yeah, not as bad. You'd have to have three or four games a day on Mm -hmm. one ice surface, you know?
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. That's where the hub cities, it'd have to be Windsor-London, Windsor-Kitchener. Or not Windsor Kitchener. London Kitchener. London I, Sarnia. But that's totally up to the mayor if they want that into their uh, city.
1: Yeah, Well, and that's, that's where a the very discussions big have gamble. to come that's in. That's a right?
0: very big gamble. Like I think it is absurd. Then for you Toronto could, to be a hub city you could, in the say you do Hamilton, London, then. Each yeah. of them have two levels. Close. Like two separate. And you can spread out ribbons and, and you can two spread separate. out. And you can spread out. Yeah. Because there's a lot of space in there. Yep. You can go even then you could go twenty rows high. You go yeah. 20 seats wide. Well, and with London and Hamilton, where it's, the bus for nice each team comes it. in, it's you don't get out outside. You, go you don't see any of the public. Yeah. You're right inside. That's where all the arena attendants and all the people that work inside drive the Zambonis. They have to leave that area until the team has fully gotten their equipment yeah. off the bus. The bus has left, yeah. and everyone is in the dressing room slash their designated team yeah. area. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think. And after every game, one of those arena attendants, after everyone's cleared off, mm-hmm. which this might be the tough part—the time in between games—you would have to scrub down every dressing room. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And your—that's the only office problem. To, what, would, what would be the coach's office? Would you have? Would you give them a coach's office? No, I don't think you can. And also, referees. Referees, do you go? That's where you could... Oh, yeah, that's hard. Where you're rapping two, two games in you one You can't day. have the same four guys no, doing every game. Yeah, that's, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah, that is hard. I don't know. This is... I mean, maybe that's where you just spread it out to three or four ranks. Say you do, like, in the general vicinity around here, you do Hamilton, London, Kitchener, Guelph? Yeah.
1: Guelph, Guelph, is,
0: Guelph isn't bad maybe. because they... It has the suite level up top. Yeah. Again, and it's the separated. End, on the one end, it's not all the way around though, because the one yeah, end they is, have their Hall it? of Fame wall. Oh, oh, the suite level. Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. like in Niagara. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Niagara. Yeah. In the one side though, there's two rows of seats, I think, in the upper level. I think it's two rows. I'm not percent sure. Anyways, like we just gotta... we're just putting it out there because Owen's sound would be a little small. You could do Sarnia. Um, depending on like what you want the travel to be, even though they travel there during uh, like a regular season. So yep. um. and also uh quick thing before we go to break, we got a couple things. Uh congrats to our uh guest, uh Phil Tomasino and Brett Burch uh making it to the summer development camp. That's a big deal. And also yeah, the big Flint accomplishment Fire- for also them. we have a trade, uh the Flint Firebirds uh firing Zach Taylor. Uh, Zach Terry, 18-year-old, is a left-handed shooting defenseman. The 6'2 D-man had seven points in 49 games last season with Guelph. Uh, interesting fact about uh, Zach is he only has 16 PIMS and 100 career OHL games. So you're getting a disciplined guy. You're going to get a stay-at-home defenseman, you could say. Yep. And I guess it's perfect for today's guest to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this isn't the first time Flint and Guelph have hooked up on a trade, right? Yeah, They've, and I think you, you look at the upside right too, now. right? You look at the upside too. He's 18, so he's going to be turning 19. He's going to be a veteran player in our league. Mm-hmm. So I think you're looking. Hey, this might be that step up now. Yeah, to keep us as contenders points. more yeah, than one year. Yeah, because Flynn's going to be good. Flynn is going to have a yeah. good year this year. I'm excited to see what they do. Othman's a year older, by the way. Check out the article, yeah, of, uh, Brennan Othman on our uh, website. On web- yeah, I've uh, posted the link. It's on our Twitter and uh, Instagram, Instagram, and page. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook page and as Facebook. well. Yep. It's everywhere. Yep, Did so, we uh, talk about the virtual camp and the Flint Firebirds and yeah. that Don Mills, solid, solid team? Yeah, they were pretty good, eh? Yeah, not bad. Um, just quickly, Barkley Branch uh, um, uh, put out a quote about his thoughts. Obviously, he made the trade, so um he says zach is a high ceiling player that has a lot of potential to grow in this league zach is both an impressive player and person and he will help solidify our 2002 born age group and has all the characteristics to be a successful player in this league yeah i mean it's gonna be good that's a good move for them i like that because then they get a You get a guy that's going to stay home. He's responsible defensively Mm -hmm. where you already, do you really need, if you're Flint, do you really need another offensive defenseman? Because you have McCourt who's going to light it up next year. Yeah. Today's show guest. Yeah. And, um, like, I don't think you need to add to that defensive core when you already like have good offensive guys, but it's perfect to get another defensive guy rely on his own end because that's how you win championships from the back out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's big trade, uh, for Flint, by the way, going the other way to Guelph, Niagara's third rounder in 2023 and Hamilton's fifth rounder in 2023. So Flint not giving up any of their picks. Yeah, and, uh, Ryan so. back, uh, committing to, uh, Saginaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A man. lot of, a lot of yeah, stuff yeah, happening in Michigan. rights came over in the Suzuki deal. At the oh Minnesota. yeah. Yeah he's, yeah. Five, yeah. he's five, nine and he's 17 years old. He had uh, 28 points in 41 games for, uh. Dub Q fighting Saints in the USHL. He's a center. Mm. So that's not a bad pickup. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to they're going to need replacements in Saginaw, so. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah. I mean, I think he'd be good to play with Suzuki. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And like Perfatti. Yep. Like they'll be solid too, so I'm going to take Koski's role. Should I call it now? All Michigan Western this, honestly finals? honestly, I think <laughs> next year is more yeah. I think you can because London could be good, but you don't really know because the young guys, how you don't know because they didn't have a playoff, right? Right. Where like if McHugh, Roloffs, McGurn, they're solid players, Montgomery, yeah. Stackcloth, like they're good, but you don't know what they did in the playoffs because there was no playoffs. Where yeah, Usually exactly. in the playoffs, you can tell what a guy's going to be the year after, the way they step up, right? Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're solid players, but if there is a down year, it'll be a lot different. And it could be a Western conference a could. West an American uh Yeah Western well, Conference final. Our guest will definitely be a huge part of uh of that. Uh coming up after the break, and we've gone half an hour thanks to our rants and our uh uh update on the status of where the OHL is going, but uh after the break, Riley McCourt. Joins us on the show, Flint Firebirds defenseman and St. Catharines, Ontario native. A nice moment he shared with uh, someone close to him on the bench in Niagara yeah. last year. So, Yeah, that was um, great. We'll get yeah, into that. Yeah. a bunch of milestones there, too, the yeah. defenseman scoring yeah, I remember that. What, we had five weeks in a row with yeah, Flint Firebirds set the fourth, a new franchise record? Yeah, then he scored the shootout goal to extend the winning streak to 15. Yeah, as, we were talking about that last night, and he said that was the most, well, we'll talk about it next anyways, but well, he yeah. said he was very nervous. He had to score to win it. Yeah. Or continue it, it might have been. We'll hear from him. Probably more but, nervous about yeah, if he goes, they have to he continue was, it. Yeah, and he goes, he was worried. like He was so nervous because the game's on your stick. Oh, yeah. like your defense, As a defenseman, yeah. too, yeah. But, I mean, he's an offensive defenseman. He's solid. He's yeah. a solid two-way defenseman, but he has a great offensive upside. Yeah, so we'll have a chat with him next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to The Owen 60 Podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. And time to get to our guest, the uh, biggest part of our show, Flint Firebirds, Riley McCourt. Riley, thanks so much for doing this.
1: Yeah, thanks, boys. I'm excited to be here.
0: So uh how are you staying busy right now? I know phase two's coming in, uh, Niagara just got uh, approved for it, so uh must be a little exciting for you. to get to do a little bit more in terms of training.
1: Yeah, for sure. I kinda walked out there at the start. Um, kinda I have a good uh a good little gym in my backyard, so I kinda uh, was doing workouts there and um i had some hills i could run and ended up uh buying a road bike too. so i'd uh get out on that for for a little spin which is always fun um and then yeah i think i skated started skating two weeks ago so um jumped on the ice and uh working on my golf game actually too a little bit so trying to get a couple rounds in every week which has been fun and um you know that, just kind of um, social distancing with friends and things like that. And, yeah. Um, you know, I out with my for once in a while, but nothing too uh nothing too too exciting.
0: So you're a Saint Catharines native uh draft day twenty sixteen. You get drafted by the Hamilton Bulldogs in the third round, forty fifth overall. What was that like hearing your name called?
1: Yeah, it was exciting. I remember that day like it was yesterday. I was sitting in there with my parents watching it on T V and um I mean that day kinda of, you, you never know what's gonna happen, right? So I was kinda of sitting there and um, rounds went by, rounds went by, and, um, I ended up actually going upstairs, um, to my room and kind of stopped watching it for a little bit, because I was getting too nervous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it was actually a funny story. Um, Connor Roberts, who's one of my best friends who got drafted there third overall, mm-hmm. yep. he, uh, he texted me before I got picked, because he was at the, the OHL office,
0: um, because
1: yeah. the top three picks go there, or whatever, and, um, so he was there, and he texted me, he said, congrats, bro. And I was like, I kind of looked at it like, what's he talking about? Like what? Like what? And, like I wait, I wait. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, wait two minutes. And oh. so I was sitting there like looking at the screen, sure enough, my name popped up, and um, I was over the moon. So uh, especially get drafted attempt him too is exciting and close to home. So my parents were definitely definitely happy about that.
0: I think that's a first, like the first type of draft right, where a fellow player, a buddy. Text to someone and say, "Hey, you're coming. You're drafted. Like, Get ready. Let's go. Get that's ready. Unreal. Get ready to be on the couch. Get the camera going. Let's see the selly." Yeah, that's unreal. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah,
1: no, it was good. It was good.
0: Yeah, then uh, 17, 18. Uh, so you go to Flint via trade. Uh, how, what was that transition like? Going from Hamilton to another country. I mean, going to a different country. Like, was that even was that hard on the transition or?
1: I mean, a little bit. I think as a 17-year-old kid living that far away from home and, uh, like you said, like new country and uh, definitely new culture down there, it it was different for sure, but I mean, I had a lot of buddies in the team and, um, you know, they were really good with me and, um, you know, kind of welcomed me with open arms and um, I said, I I fit right in and got used to it, you know, right away and that organization's first class, so um, I had no problems fitting in and, um I said right now, I, I couldn't have been happier with the move, and I'm just happy happy where I am and happy to be part of that team.
0: Yeah, what are the facilities like there in Flint? Uh, we haven't had yeah, the, the chance to uh, make the trip down there. The arena looks nice. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I know we were talking before this. It, the one downside, it takes you about a minute to get to the ice from the room, but uh, other than that, what are the facilities like down there?
1: Yeah, like you said, other than the walk, I said, they're, uh, they're first class, but um, i said we got you know the cold tubs the hot tubs whatever you need and, um our trainer this year actually bought um norma too for our team so uh we have those for for recovery and whatnot and um i said our room i the best hotel room i've been in or seen um you know to this day and i think i've seen pretty much pretty much every one of them so um you know we got the the weight room too with everything you need in there and um, our equipment room with with all our sticks and all that stuff. Uh, it's a sweet setup, and um, just it helps you because it kind of just makes you you know focus on hockey. I said you got all the recovery things and um, a video room, a theater where you can, you can watch you know, shifts or whatnot. So it's uh, they definitely set you up for success. So be nice.
0: Yeah, this season you guys had a great year. Uh, I think you guys were legit contenders. Um, what would you say your favorite moment was this year?
1: Oh, there's there's so many. There's so many. But if I have to pinpoint choose to win, that's why I say it was that fifteen game win streak we were on, I think it was
0: heater.
1: yeah, it was that was a heater. <laughs> it was insane. And he showed up to the rink uh, you know, winning that many games, it's it's always fun. So we uh it definitely has been that. I said just I don't think um you know, there's too many people I consider they won 15 games in a row uh, in that league. So doing that this year with the group of guys we had was it was a lot of fun. And I thought it sucks that you know kind of ended like this because, uh, like you said, I think we you know definitely had a shot to do something special. But um, I mean, gotta be safe and kind of that's that's more important. Oh for
0: sure. And you told me an interesting fact last night. You uh, extended the winning streak
1: in the shootout. Deal. yeah so we were playing we were playing Guelph well at home and I was so we were playing on the back I was back to back and it was so we were winning like two nothing going to the third period and they ended up coming back and it was three two them was like five minutes left and we ended up scoring making three three going into overtime and then um nothing happened and shootout and then um their first shooter scored ours missed theirs missed um and then I was up, and ended up, you know, kind of closing my eyes and, and praying and hoping to go in, and it did. So uh, it was nice to get that one, and then I ended up missing, and uh, yeah. one other guy scored, and uh, that was all she wrote. And that amazing.
0: atmosphere there, that atmosphere well, I, there was second to none.
1: It was so loud. It was insane. It was insane. I love playing at home. It's unreal.
0: Yeah, so uh, January 25th versus Guelph of any Ox oxen scores the second goal of the game for you guys and uh with your assist on there you get your 91st point of your career as a firebird that made you the all-time uh, firebirds defense and uh, scoring leader what was that like breaking the record
1: surreal it's like if you were to tell me 5 years ago I'd break the record in the in the OHL I would tell you you're crazy so um to do that and- at home and my family was there and um, you know, with the teammates I had, it was it was super special and um it's something that, you know, kinda of when it happened I didn't realize, um, you know, what how big it was or, or whatnot. But you know, after the fact I kinda of sat down and um I it's just it, it was just awesome and um I definitely couldn't have done it without my teammates or the coaches and the opportunity that I've gotten there. Um, it's helped so much. So it's it's special and something
0: that I'll definitely remember for the rest of my life. With Riley McCourt, uh, Flint Firebirds defenseman here on the Owen sixty podcast. Uh, Riley, when you got traded the year uh, seventeen eighteen, uh, Flint finished in tenth in the Western Conference, forty five points. The next season, a little bit worse at thirty eight points, tenth as well. And then this year, you just came at it running, came at the rest of the league, just firing on all cylinders and when the season was paused and then eventually canceled, you guys finished at 82 points in fourth place. Just what was the biggest difference you saw between the Flint teams of 17, 18 and 18, 19 versus the 2019, 2020 Flint Firebirds?
1: Yeah, I think there's so many things that kind of factor into it, but I think the the biggest thing was just kind of our belief in our, in our locker room and that core group of guys has been there for a long time together. And, um, we all knew, you know, after those two tough years that um after last year I think it was kinda of disappointing. I think we all thought we we had a better team than than we kinda of showed. So I think this year a lot of guys came in with um, you know, the attitude that, you know, we had something to prove and um that, that we could be, you know, a legitimate contender in this league. And I think going into every game we kinda of knew, um, you know, we can win this game, we have a chance of winning this game and um, you know, there's no doubt in our minds, we're not going to, we're, we're going to win this game, so we uh, we kind of took that mindset into every game, and it definitely helps because I said, just having that mindset in the conference, you know, and in your teammates, and in yourself, um, it it does wonders, and it goes, my, uh, you know, miles, so um, for us, you're just kind of, you know, believing in ourselves, and, um, you know, our, our coach, Eric Wellwood, uh, you know, did a, a great job of, you know, putting systems in place, and, um, you know, kind of Letting us know our identity and uh, you know making sure that you know we stuck to that. And, uh, we worked hard, and, um, just kind of a combination of things that you know we finally kind of put together, and you know, was happy to. We were all happy to see see kind of you know unfold and uh, finally have a, a good year.
0: Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but that game in November when you guys went into London, to me that was the statement where like you could tell like you guys were like legit contenders. It was before the trade deadline, before the Tucker acquisition which was huge but that game in London when you guys went into Budweiser Gardens like that and really owned the whole game like took it right to the night uh was that a big statement for you guys like mentally like no like hey we can take these guys right like how you said like believe was that big for you guys
1: yeah for sure and I said you know that Barney you me um you know about your dad and tickets and whatnot so after testing tough darn to play in playing for 9,000 fans um it's not easy right so we yeah uh, we were going in there with you know uh we we knew it was a big game and I mean it's it's easy to get out for those games so um we were all excited and, and we knew we said this this is a challenge our coach told us make sure you take this game as a challenge because you know if you get a hockey team over there and um you know they're they're going to be at the top of our division, so this this game will kind of it'll be a measuring stick for us and kind of show us where we are. And um, you know we all kind of kind of came together and got up, and um, you know it showed on the ice. So that was kind of that was where I think we all realized too. We kind of knew that okay, we're for real this year, and we yeah. can we can we can do big things.
0: How did you feel about your chances uh, uh, heading into the playoffs? Obviously, you still had uh, what was it seven to eight games left every team kind of was around yeah. there um left in the regular season then heading into the playoffs how did you guys feel about uh your chances going up against London uh, Saginaw uh, Kitchener was in there Windsor was kind of um on the rocks about what, what they were doing but uh for you guys where was the um level of confidence and push and drive at uh you know we have a shot at um going to the west finals uh, possibly an OHL final as well
1: Yeah, I think when we, um, you know, at the trade trade deadline, we we made those acquisitions and, um, you know, everyone kind of, you know, you looked at our roster, um, I think we could tell we we had a team that was deep and, um, you know, a team that could roll four lines and I think in playoffs that's big, right, because, you know, you can run the the first two lines as much as you want, but uh, eventually they're going to get worn down, so I think we knew that our team was really deep and, um, you know, we had four lines that could score, that could hit, that could, you know, skate, so um we knew that we were going to be a dangerous team and um i said for me and i think everyone in that locker room we knew um there was no doubt in our minds that we we were gonna uh you know have a really good chance to win the league so um you know it sucks it, it couldn't happen but um no on my part i think everyone's you know part we uh we definitely had the belief that uh we could have been the best team in the league this year
0: yeah for sure uh what would you say the best part about being a firebird is
1: I think just the, the, the sense of community and the the way, uh, you know, we get treated there. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions, um, you know, about Flint and, and being in Flint. And I think for me, um, just being a part of it and being there, you really realize that um, it's one of the best places, uh, yeah. you know, to play junior hockey. And it's just super special to be a part, um, you know, of that community and, um, you know, try to, you know, Shine a positive light, and um, you know, in that uh, in that community, um, it, it's special to me. And yeah. um, I'm just super thankful and blessed that I had the chance, and um, you know, have the chance to to play there, and you know, playing for those fans and uh, in that city for a long. You know.
0: Yeah, how much do the fans mean to the team? Because uh, early on when they moved uh from Plymouth, you know, there's kind of, you know, the fans were there, but you know, it wasn't a packed house, you know, maybe about half full or you know, something around there, and then this year came and, you know, you started getting a lot more fans in the stands, you know, it there it was full, a sell out. Uh, how much did the fans in Flint really add to the team and, you know, give you the energy, especially this year, um, to go out there and be successful and just be behind you whatever what
1: whatever happens. They're huge. I mean, they've, uh, you know, all the fans there, they've kind of, they've stuck with us, uh, you know, the past two years, um, you know, where we finished second last. They were two, two tough years, but, um, you know, they stuck with us. And, um, you know, there's no doubt in their mind that, um, you know, we were going to have a good team, Um you know in like in the coming years and um you know they realize that and you know they they realized how hard we worked and um it, they're special they showed up every night and um you know they cheer as loud as they can and uh, it definitely gives us an edge um you know when I said our rank smaller so it uh, it gets real loud in there when uh, when they get up, so having them in there and um you know cheering as loud as they can it's big for us and I said they're uh they're definitely uh you know the best best fans in the OHL in my eyes and um, I think they're a big reason why, you know, we had a lot of our success was, um, you know, playing at home and um, so I don't think we lost the game at home until, uh, you know, mid-November. So, that uh, just kind of, you know, kind of mm-hmm. speak, speaks volumes and the fact that, um, you know, having them behind us uh, makes it makes it a lot easier and a lot more fun, uh, you know, to, to play.
0: Yeah, so you're from St. Catharines. There was a cool video this year where your sister greeted you on the bench. How cool is that to go back home? to play in front of friends and family in niagara
1: yeah it was fun it was awesome especially having her on the bench yeah that was uh, cool yeah she's one of my biggest supporters and you know she loves that stuff loves getting uh you know close to all the guys and uh, you know my and she loves that so i there was fun and i don't think i've played the best best games of my life in niagara the past two years so um uh, <laughs> the game this me- year was good yeah exactly so finally went there this year was you know kind of a weight off my shoulders which uh i was happy about but it's fun it's an unreal ring to play in too so i always love love coming home
0: yeah you're gonna have to have her on the bench next year now then keep it
1: going good luck charm i guess yeah
0: (laughs) were you an ice dogs fan um you know growing up before you got to the ohl
1: i was yeah for sure and i think the uh, The reason we moved to to Niagara was because my dad ended up um, getting a coaching job with Niagara, so he was with them for for four or five. Yeah, that's years. right. So when I uh, when I moved here, yeah, I think every day after school I was, you know, in his office or in their room around the rink hanging out with guys and stuff like that. Which is a seven year old. I said that's as cool as it gets, right? But um, for me, I definitely yeah, I grew up watching them and watching the league, and um, so now kind of being in next dream come true.
0: Did any uh, players have a big influence on you?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think obviously Alex Patrenzo is was um, the only team that sticks out. Sidney yeah. Hamilton's another one that sticks out. Those um, you are know, two two defensemen that I always love to watch and um, just see what they've done now in their career. Um, you know, it's been amazing. And um, the other guys like Alex Friedman and um, Andrew Gazzino, uh, You know, they're both captains. When my dad was a coach there, so they would kind of um, you know. Look out for me and you know, kind of show me around um, and whatnot. So they're really good with me. And um, I said, no nah, I think this past summer I skated with um, you know two of those guys. So it's kind of fun cool. to see, see the difference. You know, when I was a seven-year-old, to you know now skate with them and doing skill sessions with them. So it's it's neat for sure.
0: Yeah. One last question here for you, Riley. Uh, what advice do you give to the kids who look up to you and want to play in the OHL someday?
1: I just would say don't give up and um you know make sure that um you know if you have the belief uh, in yourself that you know anything's possible and for me um you know when i got drafted i ended up getting cut my first year and, and all that stuff so i said uh, you know when you get drafted or you don't um you know it's not the end of the road um there's lots of players that you know, didn't get drafted mm-hmm. and had amazing careers in the ohl and you'll on to play professional hockey somewhere so um i just keep working hard and um you know enjoy every moment of it because it goes by fast so um you know minor hockey with your friends or um you know whatever it is um have fun and try not to stress too much because i said if you stress too much then kind of takes the fun away from the game so um just enjoy it and have fun because uh it, it definitely goes by real quick
0: with Riley McCord of the Flint Firebirds, uh, just got one more. Uh, your team just acquired uh, Zach Terry from the uh, from the Guelph Storm. Have you had any contact with them about uh, you know welcoming him to the team uh, to the defensive core you guys have? Like, has there any, been any contact between you two?
1: We had a, a team Zoom meeting, so um, you know on there um, he was on there and kind of got to you know talk to talked to a couple of guys and whatnot, but. Um, I think I'm going to reach out to him in the next in, in the coming days and um, you know just kind of see how he's doing and um, you know if he has any questions let him know he can he can call me or you know talk to me about it but um, you know he's he's a good player and um, you know he's definitely going to be big for us next year and help us a lot so we're excited to have him and um, you know he should uh, add a lot to to our team and, and our decor.
0: Yeah, you guys definitely have a huge opportunity to be yeah. at the top of the Western Conference again, uh, Riley. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, make sure you stay safe down there in uh, in St. Kitts.
1: Yeah, no, I will for sure. You guys too. Uh, thanks for having me on. I had a good time. It was
0: awesome. That was Riley McCourt of the Flint Firebirds joining us on the program, and uh, wow, Flint sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, and another enticing for a trip. Yeah, another good talker. He's a uh, hopefully a future captain. Yeah. For the Flint Firebirds in a year, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, now I'm really disappointed we didn't get to go there in the playoffs. He makes it sound pretty amazing to yeah. go there for a game. Yeah, I was excited to. I mean, those low arenas are like yeah. the, like the small arenas. Yeah, are usually the arenas where they're on top of you. Mm-hmm. Like the fans are literally on top of you, and like it's a great atmosphere because it gets loud because it's low, right? Yeah. So oh, like, yeah, that would, think- which might make. Which might make uh, Sue, and we haven't even been to Sue. Like, we don't know what the arena's like. We've just seen pictures, whatever. But right like, that tour. might be a little bit better to go, uh, to have for a MasterCard Memorial Cup. Oh, well, right. not MasterCard, Kia. they keep changing sponsors. But. Yeah, and then is the prospect team. Yeah. yeah, with that embarrassing puck drop. <laughs> puck drop. I can't wait until next that. year. I know, I can't We're wait until next We're going to be on year. that right from the start. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll preview it. We'll preview it. We'll end up Yeah. show by Actually, show. Actually, Oshawa's not that high. Their arena, if you really think, it's not that high, but their scoreboard's also way too big for the arena. So, yeah. But
1: uh, the, light, the team the, can't control that. That's the. Yeah, guys the, the put stairs put it in, look so. cool
0: in that arena, though. That's yeah, they like. light up. I like That's that. That's cool. I like Niagara's too. It has a logo. That's yeah, sharp, the, so, <laughs> the bones. So the CEBL, the basketball league that just started last yep. year, the Niagara River Lions have been a team for long before that. They were in the NBL. Mm-hmm. They were angry when the Ice Dogs did that, when they put oh, their well. logos on the stairs. Oh, well. You probably generate more uh, revenue and more people for the Ice Dogs. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Exactly.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways, it's like a uh, yeah, time for a break. Again, thank you to Riley McCourt. When we come back, uh, Liam Foodie. Looks like he's going to get a massive oh. opportunity with the Columbus <laughs> you, Blue Jackets. You tease so many people there right now by saying, <laughs> when we come back, Liam foodie." Where I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, join the guys too. <laughs> That'd be a wagon show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we're on a streak Man. right now, but next week we got the draft lottery show. So that might, and then we, yeah, that. Yeah, we yeah, got I'm the import to... draft show. Yeah, I'm not going away next weekend. So I'll be home be for a that. Tuesday early. He'll but be I gone. am I am gone th- for the import draft weekend. <laughs> oh really? So we we'll have to go Monday. Yeah. Uh, oh. I don't even think I'm home for that. Because it's my birthday weekend. So I'm ooh. going up to my uncle's cottage. Ooh. Yeah. yeah I right, just we'll thought f- about that now. We'll I forgot that about out. that. After Unless you we do the that. import draft the week after, give the teams more time to uh Yeah. There might be some signing well, maybe not yeah, signings, but commitments. like commitments. Yeah, maybe the week after would be better for the import draft show. Yeah. Just because we got we're gonna do it big. Like we're gonna try to have as many people on with credibility as we can. Like the draft show. But I think it would be better to wait the two weeks then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prior because then like guys get more time. Right. They gotta focus on their team and like yeah. You get if you're gonna get interviews, you gotta do it right. You you get contact the team right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should wait. So we'll we'll, we'll see. We got two weeks. Yeah. That's yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Playing <laughs> ahead. What else we got next? Um, we've got my least favorite part confir- of the show. Confirmed on Twitter. Rich Dumaney was mad. Well, upset, I think I tweeted. I forget now. I'm angry. Yeah, angry, I put What is wrong with you guys? Hashtag insider. Jeez. <sighs> See what's next. <sighs> anyways, yeah. time for a break. I have to fill my water anyway, so. I yeah. Know. I don't have a... We'll chat on the other side here on the Own 060 podcast. This is the Owen sixty. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen sixty Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen sixty podcast. Along with Colin Ward, I'm Reese Dumaney. Our water bottles are full, while well, your Gatorade one is, yes, um, sir. and we are ready to finish off the show with our last segment and to kick Long off one the this, day overtime the. Oh yeah, we'll go over for sure. Um, to start it off, uh, Dan Rosen um, put out an article on on the NHL app, or anyway, this is where I saw it. It was retweeted by uh, Mark Sheeg, who uh, covers the Erie Otters, Jackets, um, yeah. all those teams yeah. around uh, that Cleveland area. Monsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, he put out a photo of, uh, of uh, prospects that could possibly have a huge impact on teams um, come whenever it starts back up mm-hmm. whenever the NHL starts back up. And uh, Liam Foodie is on this list. And, of course, we've been talking about yeah. uh, Nick Robertson for the Leafs, Thomasino for the Predators, and now Foodie for the Jackets. Yeah, once you got that emergency call-up, you knew he was going to make the team next year. All he has to do is keep doing what he's doing, and yeah. he should be on the Columbus Blue Jackets next year or whenever this resumes. The league shouldn't resume, but... Yeah, well, that's a whole other discussion in itself. Yeah. Um, GM... And this is going to be interesting. Yarmo Kekalinen The Jackets. I think he nailed it. Mint. That's clutch. Um, Did an interview with Dan Rosen. um, I guess it was last month or a couple months ago. um, That he will be given an opportunity to be a regular in the lineup in the qualifier series against the Leafs. Well, for sure. For sure he should be. I mean, I think Columbus is going to be a tough out. Like... If they resume, I th- yeah, honestly, they'll, they'll be healthy. Honestly, I think Columbus, you would take over the Leafs in that series. I am Columbus and Tortorella. Tortorella should be coach of the year. Tortorella loses guys, Brabosky, right, Panarin, mm-hmm. and they're still all solid? the injuries they had. And they're still, like, yeah, and they're still solid because they had to call. How up is that Foodie? not coach of the year? Yeah, Footy had one assist in two games. So, yeah. and I mean Tortorella dubbed Mans consistent play you know you're gonna get consistent hard-working effort yep. out of those teams so and if I you think, don't he's gonna yell at you same way he yells at the media so you know how mad yeah. he actually is yeah so i think that's the big thing there i think uh teams are going to work hard like players will work hard for him, not teams but well yeah the team's going to work hard for him because of the demanding expectations you could say what do you think, if if you could put a percentage on this, and I know this might be impossible to actually do this, but the percentage of the chances of Liam Foodie actually making the roster for this series or playing in round, whatever. 80%. 80? 80. I'm going around 60. 80-20. 20% he doesn't, 80%. I think for sure. I think I think Liam Foodie has... A... Or is he just one of those extra players? I think he'll play. I think he'll play. I think he'll play. I don't think Robertson won't. Tomasino will. Tomasino will for sure. Yeah. Well, just like sounds like Robertson will for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. This might be the trend for this season that they just all have their opportunity to play, and they will get their opportunity. So I guess this is their tryout, right? Yeah. I mean. Robertson was the first Leafs first round pick since Sandine, right? Their first first round pick. Yeah. So I think there's a big uh, top prospect you could say for the Leafs. So I mean, he's probably going to be like their extra forward. You could say. So, I'd say so. Yeah. So him, Tomasino should play. Tomasino for should sure play for Nashville. Foodie should play for Columbus, and that and those are two solid teams. Nashville, Columbus, and I think those two should play. They're honestly, if Foodie starts the year healthy and if he's there for the full season, Foodie probably wins MVP in our league. He probably wins MVP. He's play in the O, yeah, in yeah. The yeah. O. He plays the gr- he plays great short handed. He kills penalties. He's up top on the power play, like, and like in the umbrella. Yeah, one plays. Yeah, the yeah. umbrella. Lindgren plays. Uh, he's up top. I mean, he's controlling the puck, and to me, he's their guy. Every situation in London, he played, so I think, and he did it with effectiveness. Like, he was unreal, where if he plays a full year, he wins the MVP in the O. and I think he's got to make Columbus. I think him, Tomasino, are the only two to really lead their team, like, year, all year. Like, mm-hmm. Columbus or uh, Tomasino goes to Oshawa the first game, he gets five points. Yeah. That's leadership. I mean, that's a guy that's ready to play. Liam Foodie's the exact same way. Any big moment, they're out there and they're do- and they're succeeding. Yeah. And I think not and I think the league here for them in the OHL is getting too easy because they're that good. Yeah, they've they're ma- that good. Quote, like mastered it, I guess. You yeah, could they're say. that good to where they'll be on their team. Yeah. They'll be on their team. And they honestly will skip the American Hockey League in, in general, probably. They probably will. Those they'll, they'll be able to step right in. They're elite talents, and it's an honor that we had them on the show. But oh, Phil, it is it's cool, yeah. So uh, that's news coming from uh, coming from Columbus that we uh, had to get to, and now we'll get to um, some depressing news in terms of you know,
1: yeah, my you, opinion. Yeah,
0: you saw the tweet. Everyone saw the tweet. Yeah, yeah, fun one. So. I'm not I mean, happy about I, doing this. I think this that for was the first name week, bracket. But. I was right. I think that's the first prediction I've got. Really? I think he swept me all year. Oh. <laughs> uh, and now, though, but now I think like we're on the same board. I don't think we'll have any opposites. Maybe the finals because I'm going Shanton all the way. I'm going the Swiss Slugger. By yeah. the way, a U20 national invite for uh, Team Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. So congrats, congrats to Carlo. him. Um, he defeated. Zade wisdom, um, Wiz, I, will remember I am very <laughs> will angry you about me? that. That is something that, uh, yeah. So it was a rough day when I saw that. Uh, yep. And if you didn't see lost. the tweet, if you didn't see the tweet, I reported it. Insider. I got. Inf- I had inside information. <laughs> Insider. It's not like you run the account or anything. Heck no. Or share the run of the account, whatever. But for anyone uh, wondering, the final numbers was uh, Shanton 58% and uh, Zade Wisdom 42 Tough. It was close. That's close. You're upset. I really am. Well, it happens. You win some, you lose some. We're used to losing. We're Red Wing fans. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I didn't have hope for the wings. I had hope for Wisdom. Yeah, that's true. The hope it lets you down. That's why Leaf fans overvalue their team, <laughs> and they get sadder every every year. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, anyways, okay, moving on from the Eastern this Conference. Week? The Hang Eastern up. Conference finals are over. Horn, not song. The West, yeah. This is week 13, <laughs> I mean, if anyone's keeping track. So we've been doing this for 13 weeks. Um, it is Saginaw's DJ King taking on Erie's Austin Swankler. This is tough. This Austin is tough. Swankler, Swankler all the way. Yeah, I'm going Swankler too. I can't pick Shanton now because he up he upset my boy. Oh, Liz like was my so boy. Like get, I called it then. The the 5 I'm Swankler all In the way. The, the finals way we'll be going against each yeah. other. The slugger. How can you go against him? The slugger, Giancarlo. Because he plays for the Yankees now. Oh I hate yeah. The Yankees. No, why do they do that? <laughs> can I? Can we do a re-vote? I forgot. We need a re-vote. The Yankees should be suspended. <laughs> The Yankees should be suspended, like the Astros. But the whole team suspended. Well, the manager, <laughs> the GM, manager, manager, GM. Owner, I don't know. I like Aaron Boone's 20, audio. Owner, give up twenty million because I mean that's pennies to the Yankees. Because, because that's one percent of the actual <laughs> amount of money he has. Yeah, because they're the Yankees. <laughs> that's why I said give him twenty. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, have your vote on our Instagram story. It'll be up on Wednesday. Uh June something. I'll look at the calendar now. I got it. Alright, our oh boy. June it's clutch. Twenty fourth. Yeah, so it'll be up on our Instagram story at the Owen sixty podcast. Have your say. Whose name is better, DJ King or Austin Swankler? They will take on Giancarlo Shanton in our uh, final round. Big one. Yeah. I mean Shanton's winning this. Shanton is winning this. I called I called this nah, like man. a month ago. I said Shanton is winning it, and it'll be a Wisdom Shanton conference final. Around a month ago would have been round two. Yeah. We, About week eight a, or nine. I think that's when Mudder got eliminated. Uh, No, Mudder got eliminated around three. Two weeks three ago. Yeah. To Shanton. That was two weeks ago. Yeah, so the week before that we said Shanton's winning. Because I remember saying once Mudder ran into Shanton, I said it was over for Mudder. You're upset. This ride yeah. home is going to be devastating after you had to talk about it. Oh, I know. well. Whatever. It happens. Time to move on. All right, we're out of here. We'll chat next week. Play the week. Wings Go Horn! Hey, there hey now, you go. Dylan Larkin tribute, Trademark. <laughs>